Welcome to Creative Place, the podcast for creative placemakers. I'm your host, Andrea Orlando. This episode is a look at the role of free outdoor concerts in creative placemaking. Our conversation is with Sharon Yazowski, Executive Director of the Mortimer and Mimi Levitt Foundation, as well as Patty Dew of the Levitt Pavilion in Arlington, Texas, and Gina Lopez-Hill of the Brewery Arts Center in Carson City, Nevada, a Levitt Amp community. We were together for the 2019 Pacific Creative Placemaking Leadership Summit in Los Angeles in June. Sharon, I'm I'm so pleased that you're here and hosting us in Los Angeles, and I'm I'm excited for the concert tonight. And I wonder if you could tell me who else is here with us. Yeah, so this is a special morning, a special day for Levitt, and that we have two of our Levitt team members from across the country with us. We have Patty Dew, who's the founding executive director of the Levitt Pavilion in Arlington, Texas. She's been with Levitt for 11 years. And then also Gina Lopez-Hill, who's the executive director of the Brewery Arts Center, who is, which is also a Levitt AMP community, Carson City, Nevada. Thanks. We're excited. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be great. <laughs> so how did those communities get chosen? Our venue was the actually the very first venue um, that was built from the ground up. And we started, our, our head of our downtown Arlington Management Corporation had actually lived in Pasadena, California, where she knew Liz and helped start the Levitt in Pasadena. So when she moved to Arlington and started, headed up our downtown organization, she felt like a Levitt would be the perfect thing for our downtown and to help with revitalization. That was back in 2005, and um, I was lucky enough to serve on that board. So literally, I learned about the Levitt from the ground up and never dreamed I would actually be running it, and it just all worked out perfectly. Where is the venue? What was it before it was... A concert hall. Well, it's very interesting. It is located directly across the street from our city hall. And the, originally, that land was owned by the Baptist Church. The city owned the lot next to it, and they did a land swap. So that when you're looking out of city hall, you can actually see the Levitt venue and not another church in downtown. And what's interesting about Levitt Pavilion Arlington is it really was a catalyst to revitalize the downtown of Arlington. So Patty, can you speak to what the, sure. the vibe of the downtown was pre-Levitt yes. and how Levitt's been catalytic in transforming the entire downtown? When, um, before the Levitt came to downtown, we really had nothing. We had a, a theater on Main Street, a small museum, and that's about it. And since the Levitt has come on, just in the first five years, we had over 240, 000, $240 million in projects that were being built from the ground up all around the Levitt. So we now have two breweries. We have just a great nightlife. The city is doing a $26 million remodel of our street in front of us to make all in front of the Levitt more like a plaza. It's incredible. We have housing downtown. 
it's something that I feel like we have finally hit it as a cool place to live when my 26 year old who wanted to live in Amsterdam and who went there and lived there for nine months actually came back to town and decided he wanted to live in downtown Arlington and not in Fort Worth and not in Dallas. So I think we've kind of hit the cool factor, which is hard to believe in our, our town. And then also the state of Texas designated downtown Arlington, Texas as a cultural district. And we just, uh, the Levitt was just recognized as one of the great public spaces in Texas. We've also been recognized by Money Magazine as a great place to live and by TripAdvisor as a really cool suburb. So it's really turning into an incredible place. And the Levitt was definitely the catalyst for that. At our venue, we see over 100,000 people a year coming to our 50 free concerts. On top of that, we have rentals and all kinds of things happening. We have different nonprofits that do runs and charity events and We've had the radio stations come and do a mud bug festival and it ties in with the Dallas Cowboys. And so it's really become the community gathering place for everyone in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, it's great. I'll go, I visit the Levitt um, Arlington venue at least once, sometimes twice a year. And it's so fun to hear the community share their stories about how much they love going to the Levitt concerts. And then also, just to Patty's point, the community uses of the venue. I had a dad come up to me and he say, oh, our family comes to the venue all the time, but my most favorite memory of Levitt is when my daughter did her dance recital on the Levitt stage. Mm -hmm. So it truly is a a community venue. Weddings, memorials, food festivals, film screenings, theater performances, everything. It's so the 50 free concerts are really the anchor programming and then it's a community venue with lots of events happening beyond those 50 free concerts. It's really amazing. It's done more than we ever dreamed it would do. Before, there was nothing. I mean, it was one of these areas where there was absolutely nothing going on on Abram Street. There was no reason for people to come downtown. In fact, when you said, you know, I work downtown, they would say, do we have a downtown? That's Mm. how desolate it was. And now there's pretty much anything you want to do downtown. There's more music going on. There's restaurants. There's bars. Just an incredible nightlife that's happening. We're right next to the University of Texas at Arlington where there's over 40,000 students. So you would think that it would have been already a vibrant downtown, but it, it it never grew into that. We were more of a commuter city where people drove to Dallas or Fort Worth. And when we started, a lot of people thought, well, why do I need this? I can go to Dallas. I can go to Fort Worth. But our population right now, it's about 380-something thousand people. So we needed this. We needed our own identity and our own community gathering place. So yeah. it's great. Yeah, that's sizable. It is. Yeah. It really is. It really is. And there's also now public art throughout there downtown. Is. Yes. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely more than anyone dreamed it would be. And it's it's just wonderful to come and sit on the lawn and watch the families and you know, there are some that are there every single night that you get to know and I've watched one little boy, literally, he learned to walk at the Levitt, and Mm -hmm. now he is 10, and his sister, I 
saw her, you know, when she was in her mom's tummy, you know, and has grown up at the Levitt. And this little girl, every night, she likes to come and help me clean up after we've had a big sponsor event. And so she'll come up on stage and clean up the water bottles and clean up the towels and help me put up the Cokes. And she's four this year. So <laughs> it's so sweet. It is just so sweet. The other cool thing, too, is that, and then these are stories that people have shared with me, there's no front row, there's no back row. It's all open lawn seating. Mm-hmm. So family lets, lays down their blanket, they're sitting next to another blanket with another family, and those people just become friends. Yes. And then throughout the course of the summer, these families then that didn't know each other, might be from different parts of the cities or past when it crossed otherwise, they're now real neighbors because they've had this ongoing shared experience. And that happens in Arlington, that happens in Memphis, that happens in Denver, and Dayton, Ohio, and it also happens in Carson City, where we have a Levitt Amp site. So Gina, talk to us about how Levitt Amp Carson City Music Series has impacted your town. Well, I work at a nonprofit organization, and I actually didn't before Levitt. We were, uh, we're a place-based organization. We have two historic buildings built in 1865 and 1871, and there was a lot of upkeep, and we established it as an art center in 1975. And in that time, we had a lot of ups and downs. And in 2014, it was really on the brink of closing. There was no staff. We had to let go of the entire staff. I was on the board of directors. And it was really a a struggle. I volunteered for six months as the executive director to keep the doors open. And and we were kind of on a little bit of an upswing. And what we were doing at the center really reflected the city as well. Carson City was having some struggles. They definitely had identity struggles. And we were kind of on that trajectory up and then Levitt came along and um, it was a long shot. Uh, the application process really what is part of the building of what has become Levitt and Carson City because our community, because it's first an application process then a voting process. It's an application process to get in the top 40 and then um, the top 25 vote getters are selected to be among the finalists to get the actual grant to put on the concert series. So the community had to rally and get those votes. And that was part of the whole process to build this community environment for the concert series. And it's really a a brilliant process. And once we got it, we realized what it could be. First, we were really nervous because then we had to actually do the concerts. <laughs> but luckily, Levitt Amp has a, has a convening, and they gave us lots of tools, information, and most importantly, a network of people we could call on for guidance and information and best practices. <clears throat> and from that, uh, we were able to uh, put on a successful concert series and use the learnings from that concert series to apply with everything we did, because we program 365 days a year. That became the cornerstone of what we do and it definitely became how we do it using the Levitt model for barrier-free programming and it saved the center. Yeah and I'll speak to Gina's point on that regarding the voting. So Levitt, all Levitt projects are community driven. So Levitt's a major partner, a major funder, but the reality is 
most of the funding is raised locally mm-hmm. and it's done by the local community. It's a local team, local board of directors. And again, we're a funder. We facilitate dialogue. We're a platform for sharing best practices. But it's the community that makes it happen. And that online voting process for the Levitt AMP, different from the permanent Levitt venues, the Levitt AMP program is an annual program, an annual application process. And most of our communities were with long term. But every year the community has to vote and say that they want this in their community. And there's a great amount of pride in checking that box and going online and saying, I want this for my community. And when I visit Levitt Amp sites across the country, countless people come up to me and say, I voted for this. And it creates that community investment that's necessary then for fundraising, for outreach efforts, for audience development. It really is a key part of the, the process. Absolutely. It gave our community ownership. We did this. We made it happen. And they de- there's a sense of pride. There's, there's civic engagement that um, you can see and feel when you come to uh, the lawn, to, to the Levitt concerts. Definitely a sense of ownership. And, and it's their thing. We're just the stewards of it. Mm-hmm. It's their concerts. So Gina, when someone comes to the Levitt Amp Carson City Music Series, what's that experience like? It's an exciting experience. It really, at this point, we have great bands, and I'm really excited to be able to curate the bands and, and, and work with the musicians, but it's not really about the music. It's more about community building, using music as a vehicle. So they'll get there, they'll put down their chairs. Sometimes if they know it's gonna be a busy concert, they'll put them down at nine o'clock in the morning and then go on with their day and come back. And there is a mural wall it's a blank slate every week and we put out paints and we get some beautiful murals every week and we paint it over, take lots of pictures and paint it over. And it's done by kids, it's done by adults, it's done by everybody. Since the Levitt uh, Concerts has come to Carson City, we've installed a musical harmony park. So there's, there's things to do for all ages. There's giant Jengas, there's games, there's lots of engagement happening. And that happens throughout the night. We have bouncy houses, and, and it's very, very pet-friendly, kid-friendly, and um, it's just a good time to get to know your neighbor. There's food trucks. You break bread together, and it has really made us a better community and a stronger, more cohesive community because of these shared experiences. Is it outdoors? It is. They're okay. all outdoors, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah every Levitt venue is outdoors. Mm-hmm. They all start as challenged public spaces, and what that looks like in communities varies. Sometimes it starts as a dormant, sleepy downtown um, that needs a jump start. Um, sometimes it's an um, organization that's looking for programming that can change its trajectory. Sometimes it's a crime-infested park, or it's a vacant lot, or it's a brownfield. But they all start as challenged public spaces with the potential to be a safe community gathering welcoming destination. Every single Levitt venue, whether it's a permanent Levitt venue that does 50 free concerts every summer, or if it's a Levitt Amp site that does 10 free concerts, they all have an open lawn setting. There's no front row, there's no back row. People can come and set their lawn blankets down, set their chairs down wherever they want on the lawn. And what happens is people sit next to each other whose paths they wouldn't cross otherwise. They wouldn't have connected with them. And then you have people connecting who otherwise wouldn't be. And that creates social cohesion, connectedness, and joyful experiences with your neighbors. 
we've actually had a couple that met at the Levitt, got engaged at the Levitt, and got married at the Levitt. Mm. Those are the Love best it. stories. Those, Those are my are favorite stories. stories. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to believe. And we still see them. They still come to the shows, and they come up and say hello. Do they have children yet? Not yet. Not uh, yet. But I'll be excited when they do. Yeah. Um, but we've seen all those families that have grown up at the Levitt. It's it's very exciting to, especially be, having been there now for 11 years since the very beginning. So we've literally seen um, children's, children grow up and you know, new families come, and it's it's interesting how they all have their area that's their favorite place to sit. I know exactly where to go for the families that have their spots, and mm-hmm. you know the type of spreads they're going to have on the lawn, and it's just great. And I, I would say we had a great experience about a week ago where we had about 5,000 people on the lawn. It was just, it was a beautiful night and we had um, an artist, his name is Michael Martin Murphy and Michael is famous for his song Wildfire which was very famous in the 70s and he sells out our wonderful venue in downtown Fort Worth. He sells that out twice a, uh, a night for uh, a Christmas show. So we can only book him like in June. And so we were able to bring him back. And my favorite thing is he was up singing and you know, he just said, I love the Levitt. I want to get involved in the Levitt. I want to do everything I can to be a part of it. I want to be there at your benefit concerts. And then while he was up singing, he said, isn't this great? He said, God bless the Levitt Pavilion. <laughs> and that was just a moment when you thought, wow, all these years, all this work, it's so worth it when the artists feel the same way as the people on the lawn. It's just very rewarding. I'm curious as to how each of you chooses who the artist will be for the concerts? Well, um, the Levitt brand is a fabulous brand. So it's very well known in the industry because so a lot of musicians come to us actually mm. and agents come to us. And um, so we, we actually get to choose from a wide variety of wonderful musicians. And to curate the lineup, you have to make sure you uh, think about your entire community and who you want to feel comfortable on your lawn. So it's very important to have a variety of genres represented. You know, you ha- we ha- always have a Latin band. We always have uh, some country music. We always have uh, the different kinds of genres. We have a really strong Celtic community. So we always have a Celtic band. And I learned something at the Leverett Conference this last time. Uh, you've got to give the people what they want, but you also have to make them eat their musical vegetables, meaning that you uh, have to introduce them to new kinds of music. So this year, our reggae band is a Polynesian reggae band. We've never had a Polynesian group before. Uh, We're bringing the Zydeco in, and uh, we're bringing a lot of different kind of genres and really introducing them. And we have a large retirement population in Carson City, 55% of our residents are over 65 years old. So um, it's a really interesting mix. And one thing I learned that first year, and, and there is a learning curve when, when you bring in different artists, but old people love to feel young, but young people don't want to feel old. So it, it, if you really take that into consideration when you're booking everything, it makes everything a lot easier. And that outdoor environment really lends itself to dancing and and uh, lots of activities creating that active creative engaged community is what we think about every time we choose a performer 
And, and who lives in Carson City? Can you tell me a little bit about who lives there in addition to you do have a significant older population? We do. And mainly uh, it's government employees because we, we are the capital. Yeah. So um, it's mostly government employees. And our second largest employer is the hospital. We have a hospital at South Lake Tahoe and parts of Reno as well. So um, in a government town, a lot of times you don't get a lot of innovation because the jobs are pretty secure and everybody's there doing their jobs. So it's hard for um, members of the community like the hospital and businesses to retain and recruit young creative talent to live there. So those have become our biggest sponsors is these corporations that want to create a, a culturally engaged community so they can keep their talented young employees. They have now become sponsors of the Levitt concerts, our, our, our biggest, uh, outside of Levitt, our biggest contributors, because they really see the importance of having that there. They see us as their HR solution, really, mm -hmm. and have invested because of it. That's really interesting. I wouldn't have guessed that. And what is Arlington like? Tell me who lives in Arlington. Um, Arlington is located between Dallas and Fort Worth, so we're a suburb. And, but we're a big suburb and mainly known for the Dallas Cowboys, home of the Cowboys, home of the Texas Rangers. So uh, Six Flags Over Texas, that's where it gener you know, started. So Arlington is known as the entertainment capital of Texas, mm -hmm. not necessarily the arts capital of Texas. So when the Levitt came in, it really helped to grow our arts community and make that be something very prominent in our in our downtown and for our city. So, you know, Arlington used to be the place where people lived and drove to Dallas or Fort Worth for work. Plus, we're close to the airport, so it's very convenient. So it's a very different type of vibe. But being in the, the Metroplex, people can go anywhere to hear any type of music or do anything. Something is going on every single day in Dallas-Fort Worth. So it's really been amazing to me that we've been able to have the crowds and grow the audience and grow our venue to the size that it is. It's been, it's been really wonderful. I think going back to the music, I think the part of the reason why um, you've been able to grow is because every night there is an amazing act on stage. Regardless of genre, regardless of what culture it might represent, part of the Levitt brand, so to speak, is high caliber entertainment. Mm -hmm. So we're about building community through music, but it's also about ensuring high caliber arts access. And so what happens is people come initially because they like blues. So they're gonna mm -hmm. come for that blues band or they're gonna come for that country band. And then they start coming because it's just such a great experience they see it's a great place for their family to hang out with neighbors. And then they start coming because it doesn't really matter who's on stage. Right. They know it's going to be a great band. Mm -hmm. And so every Levitt books high caliber entertainment across the board. You're going to see Grammy nominees, Grammy award winners, celebrated legendary acts, emerging acclaimed talent, all different genres. And, but those lineups look different from community to community. Patty's going to book more country and Tejano music than we than Memphis will. Memphis will probably book more gospel, R&B, and really be able to uh, celebrate their local music legends. Carson City, you're going to play to how old people want to feel young. Um, <laughs> so it, it looks different in every community. Yeah. But this through line is it's all high caliber entertainment. And it's all a range of music genres. 
And that keeps the people coming back. (laughs) And it keeps people telling people about it. We always share with the audience we're here to build community, and they in turn become ambassadors for the program in the community. It's nice because you can come out and bring a blanket or chair and just sit on the lawn, bring your dinner, or we have food trucks or we have different vendors set up and bring whatever you'd like to drink and your dogs and just sit on the lawn and have a really nice evening. We know it's been a great night when the concert is over and the lawn is still full. Everyone is not ready to leave after our show. They just want to sit and enjoy the evening and um, make more of the night with all of their friends that are around them. It's really special. It's magical. If you live in a community, Levitt community, check it out. And if you live nearby a Levitt community, go check it out. It's worth <laughs> the time. And if you think you want to bring Levitt to your community, check out levitt.org, L-E-V-I-T-T dot O-R-G. Do either of you have a favorite story? I bet you have a lot of stories about things that have happened at the venue or maybe before or after. Can either of you share with me a favorite? I, I actually just recently found something out. Our facility where we have Levitt is actually in a neighborhood. It's mixed with businesses and residents. So every time when we're preparing and we're getting our permits, we have to go around and get everybody's signature. And at one of the houses I was at this time, getting their signature, they actually shared with me something I did not know. Most of the bands that we have performing go to their house afterwards for after-dinner cocktails and drinks. And they prepare meals, and I had no idea. So... <laughs> so You weren't invited, too? I had an invitation. We didn't get invitations, neither of the volunteers. We were, yeah. But, you had to work your way into that. I guess so. But, but to have that kind of... I thought, oh, this is Carson City. You know, it was just such a great, wonderful surprise. Of course we're going to sign it. We love the concerts. Most of the bands come over after, what? Wait a minute. When? Who? (laughs) And and it was just such a wonderful thing to hear that all these side things happen that we don't even know about. Um, That probably happened way more than we still know about. That all these, it affects our community so much in so many different ways. And I was just tickled to hear that that happens. That's yeah, great. yeah. The, those are great. people I want to know too. <laughs> uh, you know, with ours, it's always you know we tend to book we we book all different genres of music, and it's so interesting when we are able to afford a band that's a little more well known, and they come out to perform. And here you've got a band that everybody knows. Well, we had the old ninety sevens once. And they got there and they really didn't know what to expect and they thought, ah, a free concert and it's in this community and they got there and I think that night we had about six or seven thousand people and it was packed. And afterwards they just came up and said, I cannot believe how wonderful this is and how many people were here. And we hear that over and over and over again that their expectations are not very high. But once they leave, they love our venue, they love our staff, they love our crew, and they want to come back. We had that happen again two weeks ago with Polyphonic Spree, where they were just, we love this place. We want to come back all the time. We love the mission. We love the community building. We, you know, people that 
are on our lawn, they get it that the bands aren't free and that the crew is not free. And they appreciate it because they know most of those bands, if they went to House of Blues or want, you know another venue, that they would pay $35 to $100 a ticket. So they're all up standing in front of the band. They're dancing. They're having a really good time. And the bands love it. With Polyphonic Spree, when they just played, they, for the very first time, they did their whole set, they left the stage, they went backstage, they put on their regular clothes, which I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they're in choir robes. They kind of look like a cult, just saying. Um, so they take off, they took off their choir robes, they all came back out, they performed for another 30 minutes, wow. and they said this is the second time in 18 years that we've taken off our costumes. So they were having so much fun, they didn't want the show to be over. So those are the things that, you know, you never will forget that are just so special. And everyone on the lawn was just standing up as close as they could to the stage to watch the band. So it's a great experience. It's just wonderful. What what I like about the concept as as a parent is that it sounds as though it's accessible to people of all ages. Not just in terms of it's free, but also I imagine you can bring children and they have a little bit more. They don't have to sit in a seat no. and look a certain way the entire time. And they love it and they make friends. Yeah. And that's what's so fun. You, you see the kids starting to group together by ages and running around on the lawn together. And right now the street is under construction where we're at, but when it's open further down the street, you'll actually see dads and um, kids playing football or riding their bicycles and you know they're still enjoying the concert but it's all you know all different types of things going on right right you only need your ears to hear right yeah yeah there's a parents that we talked to at one of the venues and he said you know we bring the kids they're running around they're doing their thing they're like they're not really paying attention to the concert that much but it's all they're soaking it all in yes and so it just becomes part of that family's DNA or that community's DNA to just be at the concert, connect with other. In the meantime, you're just taking in all that music. And I love it when um, the kids say, you know, what are you doing for your birthday? We're going to the Levitt. We're doing my birthday party at the Levitt. I mean, that says a lot, especially, you know, if you're 10 to 12 years old and that's, that's where you want to be, that, that really says this is a cool place. And that permanent seating that you're, that you refer to and that, you know, by not having a permanent seat that a child needs to just sit down in, it, it creates a freedom for them to run around, dance, play with other kids, run, but it also creates a freedom for adults. Adults aren't sitting in a seat either, and so they mm. can have what we call a 360 experience. When you're not locked into a seat, you can fluid, you, there's a fluid experience to connect with people in front of you and back of you to the side of you, and that creates authentic connection with your neighbors. So, Sharon, I'm really excited about the concert that we're going to go to tonight. Can you tell me a little bit about what we can expect? Yeah, so we are at the Pacific Summit, Creative Placemaking Leadership Summit in Los Angeles, where there is Levitt Pavilion, Los Angeles and MacArthur Park. It's about a mile and a half west of where we are right now. And we have 50 free concerts there all summer long. And tonight, everyone at the summit has been invited to experience Levitt LA music 
Under the Stars with Downtown as our backdrop, and we'll be featuring the Slackers, which is blues, ska, rock, reggae combination, upbeat music, guarantee everyone's going to be dancing, and people will be able to take in some authentic LA cuisine. We've got some great food trucks there tonight, and we'll have community partners there, so they'll get a taste of, they'll see, they'll get a sense of who else is in the neighborhood doing great work, and they'll see the community, they'll see a great blend of people from the immediate neighborhood, and people who've come from across the metro area to check out the slackers. Mm-hmm. So bring your dancing shoes. I will. <laughs> I certainly will. And and please don't take any video of me, okay? <laughs> Dance like no one's watching. That's what we say. Yeah, I've done that once. And I don't think I'll live that down ever. Um, <laughs> Big Sam's Funky Nation. Oh, you gotta dance yeah. with Big, Big Sam. Sam. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I get teased still. So. <laughs> One of the great things that happens, um, I, I have four kids, and I've got two teenage daughters right now, and I love that they would rather be dancing with me at a Levitt show than anywhere else doing whatever teenagers are doing. So that, that oh. is a big win for, for me personally. That alone makes it worth it. That speaks to the magic of Levitt and your amazing mothering. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending this time. And I can't, I'm looking forward to your workshop later and the concert. And just thank you so much to the Levitt Foundation for all you've done for us at the National Consortium for Creative Placemaking. We, we really appreciate it. Well, we really believe in the work that you're doing and CCP has been instrumental in building the field, advancing the field, and these convenings um, have been instrumental for many of our grantees and we learned a lot by being your partner. So thank you for the work you're doing. It's important work for the field of creative placemaking. Oh, you're welcome. This is such a mutual admiration society. I feel the love. I feel the love. You've been listening to Creative Place, produced by the National Consortium for Creative Placemaking. Visit our website at cpcommunities.org and follow us on social media where our handle is cpcommunities. Bye for now.